Hey guys, if you are listening to this around the time that it drops, it is either just about to be or has just become the fourth quarter, <laughs> which is a crazy time for everybody, right? It is go time for a lot of photographers. You are in the thick of uh, client work and editing and trying to get orders fulfilled and sold and all those things in time for the holidays. And you know that the um, the subsequent slow season will come after that. So you're trying to take advantage of this time while you can, or you are actively out there trying to take advantage of the fact that this is a time of year when people you know, want to hire photographers or want to purchase photo gifts and services and that sort of thing. And so I just want to kind of give you a big hug from afar because I know that this can be a stressful time. It's a very full time. I want to remind you to prioritize, breathe, take breaks from time to time. All of those things are super important at this time of year. And due to that, I also figured that maybe what you don't need right now <laughs> is some sort of like tactical action plan for what to do next. And, uh, and I get that. I get that sometimes I can get so focused on delivering value that I add more to your plate than you want or need. Um, so instead, today I wanted to share a story about something that happened this week that I think as business owners is an important reminder that we should all kind of put in our back pockets and keep and pull out every once in a while and think like, am I doing this in any area of my business? So it's going to be a quick one. I think maybe it'll give you a laugh. It certainly has given me a bit of a laugh in the last few days, but uh, I will cue the music and then I'll tell you this story. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. It was my friend's birthday, and she and her, it was a milestone birthday, and so she and her husband had arranged for this kind of big trip, just the two of them. They were going to leave the kids at home and um, and go do a few days away while the kids were with grandparents. And they booked a room at a fancy resort spa kind of a hotel. And, you know, good for her, amazing opportunity, whatever. And I was thinking about her and I was like, you know what, I should, obviously, you know, I want to do something to celebrate her birthday, but she's already got this trip. And so I decided I would do something that I've done for people in the past that has always been a big surprise and a hit and whatever, and call the hotel and get them to, you know, surprise her with something in the room when she checks in. So in the past, I've done champagne. You know, you can get, sometimes you can get like chocolate covered strawberries or whatever, you know, different hotels have different options. And I just figured I'll call the hotel, I'll arrange for it. It's, you know, it's actually a really easy gift to give. Um, I just have to kind of make it happen. So uh, on the sly, I found out from her where she was going to be staying. And I went to call the hotel to place an order for, I was thinking a bottle of bubbly. So I call and it's a, it's not an independent hotel. It's part of a 
bigger group. And so I got into, you know, the, the number that they give you isn't directly to the front desk. So I end up in one of these phone menu systems and um, it was like press one to speak to the reservations department, press two, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end it said press zero to be connected to the operator. So I press zero and got a message saying that option is not available and it cut me off and hung up. So, you know, I had been on the phone for three minutes listening to a pre-recorded message and then I got disconnected, which is always annoying, whatever. But I figured I must have hit the wrong button or maybe I didn't, you know, <laughs> maybe I checked out mentally while they were telling me which uh, which number to press and it wasn't zero, it was five or whatever. So I called back and listened to the menu again and nope, it was definitely zero. So I pressed zero and I got cut off again. And I was like, huh, their system must be broken. And so I looked back on the website and I couldn't see any other number to call or anything like that. So I called the number a third time. And the third time, instead of choosing the correct option, which would have been zero, I chose one of the other options. I think I chose reservations, thinking like, okay, well, eventually I'll get somebody on the phone and they'll be able to connect me with the front desk or whatever. So I did get somebody on the phone. And the first thing that I said was, hey, just want to let you know, I this is actually the third time that I've called because the first two times I selected zero to try and get transferred to the operator and it cut me off. And the person on the other end of the line was not surprised by that, um, but nor was he apologetic. He said, oh yes, we have decided to reroute the phones so that the, our front desk attendants can give their full attention to the people at the front desk. And I didn't say anything in response, but in the back of my mind, I was like, uh-huh, but I didn't ask to speak to the front desk. I asked to speak to an operator. And even if you don't want the front desk people to answer phones, you can have a, and I'm using air quotes, front desk person, you know, in an office somewhere who answers the phone when someone from the outside of the hotel needs to speak to uh, a, a hotel representative. Anyway, I was like, that's dumb. Why even have that as an option in the menu if you know it's going to be a dead end for people? So <laughs> whatever. I wasn't going to like take that up with this guy who was obviously just the phone attendant for reservations. So I launch into my story and I say, I've got a friend, it's her birthday, I'd like to get her a gift. I was thinking, you know, if you guys could put a bottle of champagne in the room with a card, you know, who do I need to talk to to make that happen? And he paused a moment. He said, well, we don't really offer that anymore uh, because, or we don't offer that right now because our floral and gift department hasn't come back yet. And I'm recording this, it's the fall of 2022. And <laughs> I was like, hasn't come back yet. And then he sort of went on and was like, from the pandemic. And I was like, the floral and gift department. Again, this is all just going on in my head. And I was like, what in the world does the, why would COVID impact having flowers and or gifts available to, to your guests? Because in my mind, you know, I'm going through and I know this is this is a chain that if I were to mention it, you would all know it. It's um, they are known for not only their service, but also for being a very fancy, very expensive kind of a place like this was a splurge for my friend. And so I so he says there's, you know, the flower and gift department is not available. And I was like, OK, well, 
can I speak with someone in the restaurant or room service or, I mean, I haven't looked at the menu for the spa, but maybe you could connect me with the spa and we could put a gift card in their room. Like, I'm just trying to pivot at this point to figure out, like, how can I make this gift idea that I have work? And he said, yeah, you know, since the pandemic, we really just don't have any options. I guess you could call DoorDash and have them deliver something and your friend could come down and get it from the front desk. That was his solution for me. So my friend who was spending, you know, $900 a night or whatever crazy amount of money on this hotel room won't be getting a gift from me there because the hotel essentially stopped me from being able to accomplish my goal, which, you know, that's maybe not their number one priority. However, (laughs) that really made an impression on me because not only is it not good customer service for me, right? Like I had to call back three times only to find out that something that's a pretty standard high-end hotel amenity wasn't available and they weren't interested in working around the available situation to say, you know, we sell champagne in the restaurant all the time. I'm sure we can send somebody up and put that bottle in the room. Here's how we take your money. Nope. They just said no. And they didn't give me any alternatives. And bad customer service for me, bad customer service for their guest. I asked at one point, I said, well, do you have a concierge desk? Can I talk to somebody at the concierge desk? And he said, we do have a concierge desk but that's only for club members who are here in person. (laughs) And mind you, I had not named my friend. Like I hadn't said this is what the reservation is under. So it wasn't like they had looked her up. They hadn't looked me up because I hadn't said my name. This was an anonymous phone call. I could have been a Hollywood A-lister for all they knew, um, calling to, you know, try and do something nice for my friend But instead, they just shut me down. And I don't think it was this guy either. I mean, he seemed perfectly like he knew what the rules and regulations were. Um, He was polite. I'll give him that. But it was just no. The answer was just no. And the reason that I want to share this story, it keeps circulating in my mind, is that this is the perfect kind of example of your inability or a company's inability to see the forest for the trees. It's like you get so hyper-focused, especially maybe this time of year, on putting one foot in front of the other, doing the thing according to the plan, whatever, that sometimes you forget to pause, open your eyes, and see where the opportunities are. This was an opportunity for the hotel to not only help me, make me feel good for, you know, surprising my friend and giving her a great birthday gift and and feeling like, oh, this was a great interaction with this hotel. Maybe I'll stay there next time. But it was a really big miss for them to take my money and put that money toward giving their guest a better experience. So even though probably none of us who are <laughs> listening to this podcast right now are hotel owners, Um, or, you know, are going to use this as a literal example of how to behave or not behave in your business. I want you to think about how these kinds of things, these kinds of opportunities to surprise and delight our clients. Sometimes we have to think outside the box. Sometimes we have to get creative about them, but we should always, always keep our eyes and minds open to ways that we can do that. 
And at minimum, we should try to avoid shutting those things down. I hope you have a good week. Um, Next week, we'll be back. And I promise we'll get back to the more tactical and practical information soon. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.